0: Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial.
1: Member FINRA SIPC. Happy New Year, the first get ready for the future show of 2019. And we're asking today, what's in store for you in the new year financially? Is this the year you'll retire? Some questions to ask yourself to know if you're ready. That, plus a market update on today's Get Ready for the Future show.
0: This is the Get Ready for the Future show.
1: All across the natural state, the first weekend of January 2019, glad to have you along. Welcome into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. Hope you had a fantastic Christmas and New Year's season, and we are off and running in a brand new year. My name is Scott Inman, Candace Stanley to my left.
2: Good morning. Happy New Year.
1: Good morning and Happy New Year to you. We were just sharing our um, (laughs) tragic stories over the the, uh, holiday season. We we can get into that maybe possibly as... uh, Candace and I are both getting older. We're going to have to accept that. John Shrewsbury to my right. Janet Walker to his right. The GenWealth team is assembled around the oval table for a
3: new year. Yes. Right. I, I have no tragedy to report. <laughs> uh, that may be I, a strong word. I, I'm I'm interested to hear the uh, tragedy of you and Candace, though. That's, well. That should be... Tragedies, I guess it would be now similar <laughs> tragedies. As I understand. It. I, I think Candace's
1: is a better excuse for a fall. We both fell. That's that's the that's, that's the, the res- in result. Yeah. The story is we fell over the uh, over the holiday season. Didn't hurt ourselves too bad. But no. but yours was at least youthful in nature.
2: Yeah, I was playing with soccer with my kids inside. You know, yeah. and so both feet just came right out from underneath me and woo.
1: But yeah.
4: but I got to give you credit. I mean, it was concrete floor and you're in your sock feet. It's understandable. Yeah, so I appreciate you know? that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow! All right, so mine was much less exciting. I was uh, (laughs) replacing smoke alarms in my house, carrying two up the the stairs, and I had been doing this for longer than I wanted to because there was football to be watched, right? So I was kind of probably in a hurry. I decided to, to, I guess, jog up the stairs in my sock feet and slipped and fell down the stairs.
3: I've never done that before. So the commonality hmm. here is you socks should wear shoe- yes. shoes. Yes. yes. Both of you are from Arkansas, so that does not preclude you from wearing Shrews
4: shoes. says wear
1: shoes. Well, right. There we go. Or, or at
3: least take the socks off, right? I mean, you got a little sockless. more grip yeah. if yeah. you
1: don't have the socks. Yeah, so anyway, we're, we, we no all fun. made it through the holiday season. We hope you did too. Your financial
4: advice for the year, <laughs> wear shoes or go sockless. Yes.
0: Save enough so you can have
1: an emergency fund to buy shoes when you need them, right? <laughs> so hey, we're excited about 2019 for a, for a lot of reasons. It's obviously a, a point where people start talking about uh, New Year's resolutions, the new you. It usually revolves around fitness, maybe eating, nutrition, but it should also probably revolve around financially speaking. What are you going to do differently in 2019 to get yourself ready? for retirement. And I think we should probably jump off today, guys, with the place we started and, and spent a lot of time on in December, maybe even back into November, because a lot of people are thinking about one thing when it comes to uh, investing right now, and that's, oh my goodness, the roller coaster is continuing in the markets. So let's let's start with a little bit of a market update. We're going to get more of that in the Fastest Forge John, here in just right. a few minutes. But Uh, From a broad view, we we need to continue to be that, I think, calming voice out there that
3: maybe people... Are looking to hear? Well, I think that uh, the number one thing that everybody needs right now is perspective. We learned in 2018 that markets don't always go up. I think we had forgotten that since 2008, we've had very good markets. Uh, we've had positive markets every year. I saw this headline that says the worst decline since 2008 was how they were characterizing 2018. It's the only decline since 2008. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Come on now. So, so I think a good <laughs> perspective is good. And markets don't always go up. And that is why you need a plan. If markets went up every year, yeah. you wouldn't need a plan. You just put your money in the market and let it roll. But you have to be prepared for things like we're having now, which is increased volatility and increased concern. And do not let that sway you off of what your appointed path is.
4: Yeah. And you know we talk so many times about giving your dollars a, a label. And if the label that you have on what's in your 401k, for example. If it's long-term money, then you know what? Just have that long-term perspective. But if you're approaching retirement, then you need to take a moment and step back and realize that part of what is in your 401k will be short-term money for you. You will likely use it early in retirement, so you have to prepare accordingly.
3: Scott, I was noticing over the holiday break that we took that we got a ton of of Twitter traffic uh, for a Twitter... Tweet that we posted, and we actually talked about this on one of the last shows of 2018. It was a market crash on a card, and I wanted to review this since we're talking sure. about the markets right now. The markets average one negative 14% average annual decline. And we saw two of those actually in 2018. We saw one that was actually down about 10% and one was down about 14. That's close enough for government work. So <laughs> I would say that, that those two declines got everybody's attention. Daily dips of 2% or more occur about five times a year. Most people don't even think about that, but we do have these downturns about five times a year. Every five years or so, markets decline 30 plus percent. But markets also rise about three out of every four years over long periods of times uh, long periods of time that is markets significantly beat inflation. so what's the moral of the story? Turn off the TV and don't mm. check your account and never make important decisions based on emotion. These are the facts. everything else is a scare tactic, and mm. Candace all that fits on a nice little recipe card, three-by-five index card, that if you just wrote all that stuff down, you would really have all you need to know about dealing with this volatility that we're going through. Yeah, I'm
2: pretty sure I shared that. And if you can keep that up front and center anytime you get that itch to go and check the uh, market or check your account and and you're listening to the news that's scary, 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 just remember that card and bring that back up.
3: Well, I think that if you want to go uh, check that out, Scott, just go to our Twitter feed, uh, mm-hmm. at GenWealthFA, mm-hmm. And you can find it very easily there. It is a market crash on a card. And it tells you really, in my opinion, everything that I think you need to know about the current times that we're in.
1: Well, today's show is all about questions to ask yourself to know if you're ready to retire or questions to ask yourself uh, just financially speaking as you go into 2019. And here's a question when it talk when you talk about where the market is right now and what's happening. A question to ask yourself is if you can't stand it and you have to look at your 401k account balance, did you really lose any money? Well, the question is unless you're selling, the answer is no, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a number on a statement or a number on your online account unless you're selling. So the best thing, of course, as we talk about is to not look at it at all. But if you can't stand it and you want to look at it, there's this thing called recency bias. And when you talk about ups and downs in 2018, 2017 was an aberration, John. It didn't really do that. It went one direction and that was up. And it gets everybody thinking, that's just the way it's going to be.
3: If you had your house appraised, Scott, when three people in our neighborhood put their house on sale, uh, sort of a fire sale, you'd see a big decline in the value of your house. I think that happened at once. Uh, it, it could have. Yes. And, but I think that because it's right in front of us every yeah. month or every day, if you're yes. online on on the uh, 401k website or on your account view or something of that nature, then all of a sudden it becomes really very uh, myopic in terms of how that short window of time that you look at uh, really give, blurs the perspective that you should be having during a time like this. So some better questions. to ask rather than
1: what is my 401k balance? Are you saving enough? Because this is an opportunity to buy, we believe. As the market moves up and down, that volatility can be used to your advantage if you are buying, if you are contributing. Are you saving enough to get towards your retirement goals? A better question also, are your investments age appropriate? Because as Janet mentioned, if you have a long time time horizon before you are going to retire,
3: Then this short term volatility just doesn't matter. So, you and Candace learned about age appropriate behavior (laughs) over the Christmas break. And I Uh, hope that you will take that to heart going forward. (laughs) We are closer to retirement,
1: I guess, than we were (laughs) last holiday season. Another question Are you well diversified? And those are questions that a financial advisor can help you walk through to get the answers to. As we're off and running, what's in store for you in your 2019? Financially Speaking.
0: Don't touch that dial. Back again? Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this.
1: Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show.
0: Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing.
1: Happy New Year and a welcome to our viewers on social media and to our listeners on the Get Ready for the Future show for this first edition of 2019 of the fastest four minutes in investing. And, John, I'm sure the questions are the same as they were in 2018 for investors. What's going on with the markets and how long is this volatility Going to last well, we we take a look at uh, a lot of resources, a lot of sources. We use LPL Research. That's the uh, foundation and the backing of our Market Outlook 2019 Gen Wealth Academy Workshop that we want to invite you to coming up January 24th at 6:30 at the Crown Plaza. You can sign up by going to GetReadyForTheFuture.com. But we also like to check out what Brian Westbury has to say. He He's a guy we've been following for a long time. We've seen him in person several times. Yes. We really like what he does from a research perspective. He's been
3: on the Get Ready for the Future show on a number of occasions, and yeah. Brian Westbury, I think, has one of the most clear-eyed views of the economy of almost any economist that I've ever had an opportunity to visit with. And Brian published his Outlook for 2019 over the holiday break between Christmas and New Year, and it's quite rosy, Scott. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's one of these things you go, oh, wow, if that come, if he's even half right about this, I think we're going to have a really good 2019. So let's break down what Brian has to say. First of all, he is predicting 3% economic growth in 2019. So GDP growth at 3%. And the reason is the continued impact of the tax cuts and deregulation. Brian says that, that we've yet to see the full effect of reducing taxes on American business and the reduced regulation. He says the rest of the world is just now waking up to what a great place America is to do business again and so he's interested in seeing about a three percent economic growth pattern into 2019. Number two Scott unemployment rate down to 3.3 percent. If we hit that level that is going to be the best level of unemployment since the early 1950s. If you think about the the 50s or that golden age where we thought that the economy was great and everything was wonderful in America again unemployment at 3.3%. Inflation, uh, rather tame, but still ticking up a little bit. About 2.2% is what Brian Westbury is predicting, uh, the chief economist from First Trust. That is up from about 2% inflation in 2018. And Westbury says the tricky thing ahead is what the Fed is going to do with interest rates. Are they going to raise interest rates two times, three times, four times? Brian says that he would bet on two, maybe three interest rate hikes, All this is a balancing act. You know, when the Fed is trying to deal with the economy and the interest rates, they're trying to balance. They're trying to strike this balance, almost this Goldilocks type approach, Scott. And it can't be too hot. The economy can't be too, uh, you know, robust. Mm -hmm. But it also can't be too cool either. And that's always a problem for the Fed.
1: Well, and that's been a big uncertainty for investors. I think that's what's been at least a factor with the market volatility in the end of 2018 was, is that uncertainty around interest rates and. I think that brings us to our final point because, uh, first of all, the big payoff for Brian Westbury, he's predicting the S&P 500 to be at 3,100 at the end of 2019, the next 12 months. That would be representative of about a 25% increase. So he is he is predicting a very big year in the
3: markets. Very strong market is what Westbury says that uh, he is looking for as he reads the tea leaves on the economy. Now, Scott, something to be aware of is this concept of decoupling. Many times the markets don't necessarily follow in lockstep what the economy is doing, and so that can lead to volatility, and volatility can lead to getting you off track on your goals. Don't let that happen. Always keep a long-term perspective on the markets and the economy. Yeah, it's still a fact-based business,
1: the the economy is, but the markets sometimes behave very emotionally. That's it for the Fastest Four. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in a moment. <laughs>
0: Like what you hear? The Get Ready for the Future Show is always just a click away. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website. Get We'll be right back. From the studios of the Gen Wealth Radio Network, back to the Get Ready for the Future
1: Show. Off and running in 2019. First show of the new year. Welcome back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We're talking about what's in store for you, your 2019. And a question for you, questions to ask yourself. Have you decided this is the year you'll retire? Well, we've got some questions to ask yourself about planning for retirement to know if you're ready. And we do want to tell you a little bit about an opportunity to get some insight, a great resource to have right there on your nightstand, right there on your coffee table. And that is John and Janet's new book, Your Retirement Should Be More. Now, this was released back in November, right before the holiday season. And we have a a website set up that you can find out more about the book and also purchase the book. It's called Retirement Should Be More." Dot com. And I know if you're a regular listener of the program, you've probably heard us talk about this book. But if you are, maybe that's a New Year's resolution for you is to get a little more educated in your finances and you're joining us for the first time, or maybe the first time in a while, I do want to let John and Janet talk a little bit about this book your retirement should be more.
3: Scott, we wrote this book because we believe that people get very focused on that account balance, on whatever is on their statement, and they think that that drives everything about their retirement. But their retirement is way more than just an account, an account balance, an account number. Uh, Janet, it is very diverse, all of the things that you've got to think about as you head into retirement in 2019.
4: You know, I think one of the overarching things themes is that it needs to be more personal. And so many of the other chapters that come into play in this book reflect that because it, it really is a personal snapshot, if you will, of what retirement needs to be. It's not about the account balance. It's not about you know the details of, of investments. It's not about going into all of that finite information. What it really is focused on is what does retirement need to be for you in order to meet your personal needs. So if you would like to get a copy of the book, all you need to do is go to retirementshouldbemore.com. That is retirementshouldbemore.com. You can check it out there and get your copy.
3: Absolutely. And and the thing that I think, Scott, that people have got to begin to think about is what is my plan? What is my process? How am I going to make it through a 30-year retirement? Yes, we are going into volatile markets, and yes, if you're concerned about that, then you need to have a plan that deals with not only volatile markets today, but volatile markets five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, because those things are not going to stop. The markets are the markets, and they are going to do what they're going to do. The biggest challenge that most people have is that they don't have a process that they're going through. They don't have a strategy. Here at GenWealth, we are education-driven, strategy-based, and team-delivered. And those three things are very unique in what we do at the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process and helping people to plan for this time of retirement in 2019. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can pick up the
1: phone and call 501-653-7355. That would be uh, one way to reach out to us to set up an appointment with a Genwell financial advisor. The other would be to reach out via email. You can send us an email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. As we work through some of these questions to ask yourself while planning for retirement, if you are planning for retirement very soon, if it's going to be 2019, then these are very important questions. But even If it's a few years off, you know, we were talking in the last segment about the market volatility and if your account value, if if you are not retiring, if you're not going to uh, sell any of the shares inside of the investments in your retirement plan, then it's just a number on a page if you have a long time horizon. But what if you don't? What if you're 60? What if you're 59 and a half? What if you're 62? What if you're getting close to retirement? Then that time frame is a little more collapsed where you are going to need to use some of your investments, more than likely, for income. As we talk about some of the questions to ask yourself, we're going to reference a 60andme.com uh, article called Six Questions to Ask Yourself While Planning for Retirement. We're only going to hit a, highlight a couple that we think are really important, but it does speak to what the book is about. Uh, John. It's not just about a number on a page. It's not just about investments. There are some other things you really should consider about what your life is going to be like after you retire. So Here's a question. Are you really ready to quit your job, or do you want to keep working, maybe even part-time in retirement? And When you talk about a retirement income plan, taking income from your investments, John, that's one of the things we do for, for our clients. It's not necessarily an all-out, zero-pay-from-work and taking all of that income
3: from your investments. We love to use the phrase work retirement because we think that that the transition to retirement is best done on a gradual basis, yeah. and working through a maybe a part-time job or some sort of avocation or something of that nature that that will allow you to ease into retirement makes that transition much easier.
4: So we focused a lot more on the, on the transition, but a lot of it is also about purpose, and that's one of the focuses in in the book uh, when we talk about your retirement should be more that you need to have a purpose in retirement, and sometimes that includes a paycheck, other times it doesn't but many times it will include a destination that you get up and go to. You get up and leave the house and go somewhere and do something that has a purpose. And, and that makes a big difference for a lot of people in really enjoying their retirement.
1: Let me say this. I spent a little downtime over the holidays. I'm sure a lot of you did. And I spent a lot of time staring at the wall after a while. you know, <laughs> I, mean, my, I took my family to Minnesota. My, my, my uh, wife is from Minnesota and we spent a lot of time with her family and in Minnesota, gets kind of cold in December. You don't really want to be outside. Kind of. It, it was actually balmy for there. It was in the 20s when we were there most of the time. But the last wow. couple of days we were there, it dropped back where it normally is, which is single digits, even close to zero. And, you know, you do get tired of just sitting around. Yeah. You, you, and even for that short time frame, eight, nine days, it it does – I, I had a glimpse into I need to think about what my retirement's going to look like. Because when I'm not working every
3: day, where I'm not putting in eight, nine-hour days – I need to be doing something. Scott, you know, when uh, just, I guess, probably six months ago, somebody asked me, one of our clients asked me, well, when did John, when are you going to retire? And I looked at him and said, and do what? And do what? Because, you know, I've worked, you know, this has been my life for a long period of time. And it is very much one of those things that you've got to think about is when you are ready to slow down from the work that you do, how are you going to occupy your time? How are you going to stay engaged physically? And mentally, uh, those are things that are that that transcends how much money you've got in your account.
4: You know, a lot of this is really about your identity. Uh, and I would say particularly for males, I, I know that uh, there are some clients who are they've been good friends of mine for, for decades. And she was talking with her husband before he retired because she had already retired. And she said, you need to think about how you're going to answer the question. What do you do? And he just kind of froze because, you know, up to that point, whatever the career is, you you say, I'm a policeman, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a whatever. And then when you get to retirement, you just say, I'm retired. And most of the time, people don't even ask, what did you used to do? You you know, and so I, I think for a lot of people, there is this struggle to to basically discover their new identity Mm -hmm. and and it matters. You've got to have some
3: type of purpose. And that's scary. I I will tell you that is scary when you think about, okay, I've lived in this identity for 20, 30 years and this is who I am as a person. Then you begin to think about that whole identity kind of going away and you've got to think about, okay, so what's next? Now, the only other thing that is more scary than that. Is the second point, Scott? How are you going to keep your marriage happy in retirement? Because we spend a lot of time separated from our spouses on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. If you and that's think healthy. about it, it can <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah. And and Candice, I think you can chime in on this because you and you and your husband have a great marriage. You guys have you know wonderful kids, but you have a lot of time separated from each other. What would it be like? If you guys were together (laughs) 24-7, 365.
2: Hey, so my husband's in the military, and he's even talked about retiring from the military and then starting a new career. And he thought, well, you know, maybe I should do what you do. Maybe I could come, you know, work at Jenny with you. And I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> oh, I wish everybody could see her
3: face right now, honey. I love, I love you. I love you, honey.
2: But uh, maybe it's more healthy if you we do different things.
3: <laughs> Where's the video
1: crew when we need this?
4: Absence know? makes the heart
1: grow fonder. Yeah, you know, was that yeah. the exact look you gave him?
3: Yeah. please tell me it, it was. was.
2: I'm, uh, you know, I, my facial She's expressions are all right there. Yeah, you can see everything on my face.
3: Richard, we love veterans. We would love to have you at <laughs> Well We'll just have to put you at a different office. office That's in case. Like that's right. <laughs> you're going to have a commute to El Dorado, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> so those, those are good questions to ask. you know. And, and, and when it comes to retirement, I think a, a a big question that clients haven't really considered much when, when I meet with them is, are you going to retire at the same time? Oftentimes, if you're not anywhere close to the same age, let's say the husband is five, six years old older. The focus many times when the clients come in is is getting him retired. There hasn't been Mm -hmm. a lot of thought process of, well, do you want to retire at the same time? Do you want to keep working? Those are all thoughts to be considered.
3: I have a great uh, story about this from a set of clients that I have, husband and wife. Husband was significantly older than the wife, say six, seven years older than the wife. So he retired first. She was working and continued to work. And the real issue that happened after he retired was the alarm clock.
4: On one side Mm. of the bed only.
3: Mm. Yes. While the woman was getting up and getting ready to go to work, he's in the bed kind of just taking it easy, and, and retirement was being retired for him, and that didn't go over real well. And so, you know, they had to have some sort of meeting of the minds about that. But I can just imagine... That that one issue gets compounded more and more and more as you get into this of, okay, I've got to go to work and you get to kind of do whatever you want to do. And there's some feelings of being left out and some jealousy and things of that nature that can easily surface in situations like that if you're not prepared. Well, here's the takeaway on that
1: point, too, is, is you need to have a discussion the spouses need to talk a little. And, and I think so often they don't. And, and I think so often they don't even, they haven't had a conversation prior to coming to see us here at Wealth, And even many times we only get one spouse in initially, or that's all they want to bring in is just yeah. one spouse to talk about their
3: retirement. Scott, because they think it is a money discussion. That's yeah. right. It yeah. is not a money discussion. It is a life discussion. Mm-hmm. And if you understand that, then you will be may, way, way, way more prepared to have the uh, ready to retire process experience here at Wealth because we know money is in, an important part of that equation. But we also know that life is a big part of that equation. And we want to talk about the entire process, not just the finances.
1: All right. So we're approaching a break. I'm going to throw this last question out there as we talk about questions to ask yourself while planning for retirement. How much money do you need to retire? There's the money question. And and that's probably one of the most common questions we get in the meeting room here at Gen Wealth. How much money do I need to retire? We're going to take that up on the other side of the break as we talk about What's in store for you in 2019 on the Get Ready for the Future show? We'll be back in just a moment.
0: Your retirement should be more. More than just investments. More about you and more Get Ready for the Future show. Stay tuned for more. got questions we've got answers email info at get ready with your name location and question to get a response on the air from the gen wealth team now back to the get ready for the future show
1: questions to ask yourself while planning for retirement as we move into 2019 maybe this is the year you pull the trigger and walk away from work or maybe it's still five or six years out whenever the retirement date you're thinking about is coming these are some questions to ask yourself while planning. We started the show talking about the market volatility questions that are on a lot of people's minds as, as the market bounces around, the roller coaster ride it has been on. And of course, it, it was down uh, in 2018 overall. If you still have some questions uh, about that market volatility, about where we're going from here, we do want to invite you to our upcoming Gen Wealth Academy workshop. It is all about the markets, it is outlook. 2019 it's coming up january 24th at 6 30 at the crown plaza in little rock so this is a great opportunity to sit in and get some insight from the team at LPL research LPL is our broker dealer that we affiliate with at Gen wealth and they are our partners uh, they are the driving force the guys as John has described before behind the uh, behind the curtain or in the room they, they don't come up for air very much they're always studying the <laughs> economy and the markets and they are the ones that put together portfolios uh, investment strategies for us as well. Uh, But they are also the ones that provide the material that will be presented in the Market Outlook 2019. So some great insight opportunities for you to maybe get your questions answered about all this market volatility, John.
3: Uh, Scott, one of the things that I think we want to make a commitment to our folks who are interested in coming to 2019 Outlook is that we're not going to give you a bunch of market jargon. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you a lot of straight talk about what's going on in the markets. Now, some of that may be counter to what you hear on TV, because remember, the T V folks have a, a perspective of to the next break. You know, they're trying yeah. to get you to, to listen to the or, or watch until the next break or through the next break, so you know they the, the ratings stay up. That is why they breathlessly talk about the markets all the time we are much more reason we are much more long-term focused we are much more in tune with where you are in terms of what you need for your long-term planning strategy
4: I think it's a question of logic versus emotion I mean when when you're doing you know a, a broadcast where you've got to keep people watching you've got to play to the emotions and what we want to focus on is the logic that evening and so if you're looking at your 401k for example and going I, I don't know what I need to be invested in volatility scares me but if I move out of this investment and into that one, am I going from the frying pan into the fire? How do I handle this? This will be very practical, and we only do this topic twice a year. And and when we do it in January, it's going to be different than we do it in mid year because it is it is very relevant to what's going on right now in the markets? How do you prepare for the next six months?
3: And Scott, as part of our education-driven focus here at GenWealth, we believe that you need to be educated about what you're doing, and you need to be educated with not just the moment-to-moment of the markets, but the long-term, bigger-picture perspective. Well, let
1: me offer this when it comes to education as a little insight, because I was a professional broadcaster. There is a term that is used when you build a show, uh, build a broadcast in the news. And let's relate this more to the financial news. At the end of the segments, there's going to be something called, John, you're familiar with it, a tease. That's right. Yeah. And we we do it to some degree here. We're telling you what's coming up on the other side of the break, right? But if you think about what Janet said, that all of those financial talk shows are concentrated on, we want to keep you through that two-minute commercial break. We want your eyeballs on the screen when we come back that's where they write that tease and 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 that's a very appropriate word because they're they're basically just i'm going to go ahead and say it they're hyping yeah are what sure. what's about to come up because they want
3: you to stay tuned it doesn't necessarily and likely doesn't relate to you at all well and here's the other interesting thing if you watch some of the the full-time channels for you know business news cnbc or or fox business what you find out is many times those hosts. Know very little about what mm-hmm. they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're reading a teleprompter, mm-hmm. and and so they, you know, the hype that they put into that may uh, has absolutely no relevance, I'll just go ahead and say this, has absolutely no relevance to your situation because they don't know you. They don't understand your situation. They don't understand what you're trying to do in your investments. They are really talking to people who are traders. Mm -hmm. They are really talking to people who are moving day to day in and out of the market and looking for that next hot dot. And that is the opposite of what someone who's planning for retirement really ought to be doing. Traders with a D, right? Yes, okay. traders. 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 I, when you said traders. traders, not traitors. No, traders. Traders. Right? traders. People who are are one new trade. Yes. One new good really So cleared that up. Yeah. Market outlook
1: <laughs> coming up January twenty fourth, six thirty at the Crown Plaza. So we need to tell you how to register because we do need a headcount. It is absolutely free to attend, as all Gen Wealth Academy workshops are. We never charge a dime. Dinner will be provided. In fact, six thirty at the Crown Plaza. If you'd like to register, just go to our website. Get ready for the future. Dot com. You can find how to register there. It's just a matter of putting your information in to let us know you're coming. Uh, space is always limited, so it's always a good idea to get out in front of this a couple of days out, a few days out, and we're still about three weeks out, less than that, two and a half weeks out. January 24th is the date, so look at your calendar and register and plan to join us at the next Gen Wealth Academy workshop. So we're talking today about some questions to ask yourself as you move into 2019 when it comes to retirement. And we talked about it the last uh, in the last segment. One of those questions is, how much money do you need to retire? And that is a very common question that we get asked as we uh, bring prospective clients into the meeting room. And that's one of the things people want to know. And we, we've become very fond of saying, well, that's really not the right question to ask honestly and that may be a little bit astonishing to some
3: well it's not the lump sum you don't need to, to focus on do i need a million or a million and a half or two million or what's my number that's not the issue the issue is what's my income yeah what is it that i need on a monthly basis to pay the bills and to enjoy life and we break those down into two very distinct silos if you will paying the bills and then enjoying life so, required income and desired yep. income. So,
4: what do you need to have every month just to make ends meet that if everything just went horrifically wrong, you can still be okay if you've got that level of income? And, Candice, one of the things that we find so often is when we talk with a husband and wife about how much income they need to have in retirement, whether it's required or desired They don't know. They haven't had that conversation.
2: No, it's very often we get that blank stare back and then they kind of look at each other and like, oh, you know, we hadn't even talked about that. Well, that's what we will do do here is talk through that with you guys.
3: And let's uh, make an offer. Anybody that is thinking about retiring in 2019. If you will email us today at info, I-N-F-O, at getreadyforthefuture.com, that's info at getreadyforthefuture.com, we will send you our budgeting spreadsheet. Now, this is a, a worksheet that you can work through and look at your budget now and then look at your budget post-retirement. Now, yes. it involves a little bit of brain power here to think about what are the things that you're not going to spend money on in retirement. Like, are you still going to have a mortgage payment?
4: And even if your house is paid off, if currently your taxes and insurance are escrowed into that house payment, you need to remember to have the taxes and insurance set aside on your monthly cash flow. So things like that, there are little nuances that may be a difference between
3: reti- your income needs now and your retirement income needs. And Scott, one of the biggest challenges that people have is they think in terms of spendable dollars. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to spend this much money. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have pre-tax money in your retirement accounts, you've Mm -hmm. got to pull out more than that spendable amount to be able to pay the taxes and still have the spendable amount to spend on the things that you want and need. And so we work through that in this budgeting process. So I would greatly encourage you to email us absolutely free of charge, info, info at getreadyforthefuture.com and get that budgeting worksheet work through that, and then you will clearly know how much you need to have in terms of income at retirement. We talk an awful lot about
1: building your retirement income plan, just like you would build a house. And that required income in your retirement income plan is the foundation that you are laying in your house. If it is not built correctly, nothing else matters. Everything's going to fall apart. And I would even say that working through this budget Sheet, this worksheet that you're talking about, John, are the first few bricks of that retirement, or first few concrete blocks, or first few pours of concrete on setting a firm foundation in
3: retirement. Absolutely, and then the next step that you've got to think about is is bringing all of your accounts kind of together and using a strategy with those accounts to actually produce the income that you're talking about. And Janet, that's one of the things that we do in the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is we. We help people get organized and organized in not just a, a chronological way or anything of that nature, but organized along the lines of the income for life model and the bucketing process or the segments that we establish for them in retirement.
4: I really believe that the volatility that we've been through recently in the market is very, is very apropos as far as, you know, the the reason that we do this is times like this. Mm-hmm. And and we don't frankly know for sure yet if this is a short term really ugly period or if we're turning the other direction from a bull market to a bear. We still feel like this is more short term, but you know, the market has been known to surprise people before. But the point is if your assets are allocated based on when you're going to use them, then it doesn't matter whether this is short term or long term because you're pulling from buckets of money that are conservatively invested. Your income is coming from conservative investments where they're not exposed to that level of volatility. And the only assets that you have in your retirement accounts that are exposed to that level of volatility are assets that you're not going to touch for 15-plus years. And so you have time. And, John, as you've been fond of saying over the years, time heals most wounds in the market. And so if we'll just give it a, a, a good dose of leave it alone... Then it'll be okay when we need that money fifteen years plus down the road.
3: Yeah, fifteen years down the road, there has not never been a fifteen year period of time in the history of the modern markets that we've ever had a negative rate of return. So what do we say at Gen Wealth? We say your equities belong fifteen years down the road. They don't belong where you're going to sell them next week or next month or next year in order to generate the income that you need for retirement are there are there needs for equity based investments when you retire absolutely because you've got to be able to overcome inflation right. and inflation is still out there inflation is probably going to be somewhere in the 2 to 3% range in 2019 but you've got to be prepared for that over a long period of time. And let's be clear, too, what we're talking about here, the bucketing strategy, that is for that
1: desired income. That's not for the required income. That's not for the foundation of the house, the guaranteed income to meet expenses. This is for the discretionary income in retirement that where that bucketing strategy as part of the Gen Wealth ready to retire process comes in to play. Because what you want in retirement is consistency. You want consistent income. And you want to push the market volatility out to later years to have that time affect that plan. We'll take a break and be back with our final segment after this.
0: You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More where that came from after the break. If you aren't following us on social media, you're missing out. Check out behind the scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. Just search for Gen Wealth on Facebook or follow us at Gen Wealth FA on Twitter. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show.
1: Questions to ask yourself if you are retiring in 2019, and really even beyond that, if you're retiring in the next five to 10 years, questions to ask yourself as you begin to think about what your retirement is going to look like. If you're ready to step into the beginning stages of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, that means sitting down for a couple of hours and talking about your dreams and your goals with a Genwell financial advisor. Here's how to do it. You can call 501-653-7355. Again, 501-653-7355. And that is the main office number here in Bryant. I would suggest if you call today to just leave a voicemail, or if you wait till Monday morning, uh, you can call and get someone as the office will be back open after the weekend. We have offices all over the state, though. West Little Rock, Hot Springs, we mentioned Bryant, El Dorado and also in northwest Louisiana in the Streetport Bozier City area. So there's an advisor near you if you're hearing my voice today, the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And we've talked a little bit about what that entails as we walk through these questions to ask. Last segment, we talked about the difference between. Uh, a lump sum of money when you ask yourself how much money do you need to retire and really the better question how much income do you need what's your income and we break that down into two numbers a required income and a desired income the required income is what you have to have you absolutely have to have it because there's expenses there are expenses that are still going to be there for you in retirement that's a different number for everyone listening today but if those expenses are going out on a monthly basis, then you've got to have money that is guaranteed to be coming in on a monthly basis that matches those expenses. And when we talk about making those things match, John, that's where we're going to dive into next. When the next question that you should consider is how do you maximize your guaranteed income sources? So let's talk about. How you do that. And that's part of the, the analysis we're going to start with as well here at Gen Wealth.
3: Yeah. The first thing that you want to try to do is to optimize the guaranteed income sources that you already have. Some people have a pension. And when you have a pension, there is very likely a number of choices that you might have in terms of how you take that pension. And Kansas, this is something that can st- Stump a lot of folks. And if they're not careful, they can really leave their spouse lacking if they should predecease their spouse, if the pensioner should predecease their spouse.
2: Yeah, we find often that um, folks don't really know exactly what those options are always and what they mean. Uh, we mentioned my husband Richard earlier, we were going over his retirement. Well, you know, he didn't know that uh, when if something happens to him in retirement, what would happen to our retirement income?
3: Yeah. And
2: Uh, so we're actually exploring that and and figuring out what we need to do.
3: When you think about a pension, you've got a life only pension Mm -hmm. payout, which is, Janet, I think probably one of the most attractive things because it's a bigger number. If you look at just the dollar amount, uh, the life only pension. Uh, has the highest dollar amount, but it has the biggest consequences negatively for the survivor. Well,
4: there's because there's less risk on the company paying the pension, then you know they only have to pay it for one lifetime. They're going to pay more per month because they're taking less risk in doing that. But if they know that they have to have a survivor amount after the person who's earned the pension has passed away, there still would be something to go to the surviving spouse, then there's going to be a little bit lesser amount in the amount that the, the uh, person who's earned the pension, the amount that they receive, but we know that you're locking in a survivor benefit. And keep in mind, one of the reasons that this is critically important is that when you have a spouse pass away, you're also going to lose a social security check. And so if at the same time you lose a Social Security check and the full pension amount, then you've put the surviving spouse many times in a very difficult situation. So we want to be sure that we really pay attention to those survivor benefits on the pension.
3: And then, Candace, the next thing is taking a look at Social Security. And obviously, there is just a, a, a huge uh, gulf uh, between knowledge and, and and a decision on, on that issue because there There's tons of options for you in Social Security.
2: Yeah, so when you go to claim Social Security and you ask the person helping you on the 1-800 number on the other end of the line what you should do, they can't tell you. They don't know. They can't tell you. They're not licensed to tell you.
3: They can tell you what you can get today under your maximum option. They but can't
2: advise you on your situation, though. Nor, right.
3: do, nor, nor do they understand your situation. Right. They're on the other end of the phone or they're sitting behind a glass at Social Security or whatever the case may be. They don't understand.
2: Yeah, and there are 86 different claiming strategies. So, you know, what do you do? Well, here at Wealth, we can uh, analyze your Social Security for yours and your spouse's and figure out exactly what the best claiming strategy should be for you in your situation.
3: Scott, I was visiting with some clients the other day, and I had recommended early on in their plan uh, as we were approaching retirement, and, and we're now about, about three years out with these folks, but even about four years ago, we were talking about leaving his Social Security claim at age 70 because of the issues with pension and also the survivor benefit, his benefit at age 70 is going to be significant. Uh, He's a high-earning individual, and he's going to have a significant Social Security income at age 70. And that money will be there for his spouse should he predecease her. And they have enough assets to live on during that gap period of time between the time he's planning to retire at 66 and the time he actually claims Social Security at 70, many times that is the issue. Do you have enough money to bridge that gap? And we'll analyze that in light of your total amount of assets. Great
1: example of how it's unique and different for everyone involved and it needs an analysis and it's part of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. So let's get into if you Uh, have walked through those first steps, and it's in your plan that you have figured out how to optimize your guaranteed income sources, whether it's through pension and Social Security or simply Social Security. On the other side of those scales is, does that number, that optimized guaranteed income number, meet what you need on a required income basis net monthly moving forward in retirement? And if it doesn't, there's a gap there.
3: That's right. And how you find out if you've got that gap is by asking us for that retirement worksheet that we mentioned earlier in the show. Go to info at getreadyforthefuture.com or actually send us an email at info at getreadyforthefuture.com and ask for that retirement budget worksheet. And we will get that out to you. You work through that worksheet and understand the details of what your income needs to look like on a required basis. And then on a desired basis, you look at that required number and compare. Compare that to your pension, your social security. And the question is do you have enough to fill the gap? And if you don't,
1: that is the next step in our get ready to retire process, the Gen Wealth ready to retire process is filling that gap. And we take a look at the assets, the investments that you have accumulated over time and carve out a piece, if there is a gap and, there, and the need is there to do that, carve out a piece of the investments or assets to dedicate to a portion of uh, your plan to provide you with enough guaranteed income to fill that gap, to make sure that you have enough required income in retirement. That goes back to the foundation of the house. We have to make sure that the foundation is laid appropriately, uh, properly so that the rest of the retirement income plan functions the way it needs to. Well, as we wind up the show here, we've just got a couple of minutes left. We want to remind you about a couple of things. Uh, First of all, we talked about earlier in the show about Your Retirement Should Be More, the new book from John and Janet. You can check out details about that book and uh, find a way to order your copy by going to retirementshouldbemore.com. The other thing we wanted to remind you again about was the Market Outlook Workshop. We know as we began the program today that a lot of you are worried. About the market volatility, that the way 2018 ended, is it going to continue into 2019, and what is the foundational economic outlook uh, for the U.S. economy moving forward? Well, the market outlook Gen Wealth Academy workshop will provide some great insight into those questions. So, make plans to join us on January 24th at 6:30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. That's right there off the Big Rock Interchange, right there on Shackleford convenient location to anyone living in central arkansas it's absolutely free to attend january 24th 6:30 crown plaza we're going to be talking about the market outlook for 2019 source of this information is from lpl research john and lpl is our broker dealer our partners they have a 60 to 70 person research team that is always looking at economic and market related data.
3: If you're a listener to the Get Ready for the Future show, you know Ryan Dietrich. Ryan is the chief market strategist for LPL. You will see him appear on the various business shows. Uh, he uh, has a podcast of his own, and uh, there's a lot of information that Ryan is responsible for at LPL Research. But one of the things that that we really like about Ryan and Burt White and John Lynch and the 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 team at LPL is all they do all day. Every day is to look at the markets, look at investments and decide, okay, which investments do we need to recommend to our advisors to be able to use with their clients in order for people to be able to reach their goals against the backdrop of what's going on in the markets. And I have to say that they have a very steady hand when it comes to this. They are not swayed by a lot of the noise that you hear in the in the uh, public, you know, sphere right. out there, Janet. They are very focused on long-term growth.
4: You know, they expressed to us early on that their goal as a research department was for an LPL advisor to never have to say I'm sorry to a client. And, and they really do take that to heart. Not that they're not ever going to make a mistake because they're human, but they really do keep that in mind that they understand that the information that they're putting out there is being applied to people's individual lives and planning for retirement. And they understand that that is a, a big, uh, a big factor in, in what they're putting out to us.
1: So if you're listening to the financial news out there on the CNBCs of the world, this will be a great opportunity to balance that against what it, what are some other sources? What what are other people saying about this market volatility? Plans to join us for market outlook, January twenty fourth, six thirty at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. And if you'd like to take your first step in going through the Gen Wealth ready to retire process, here's the number to call: five zero one six five three. 7355 501 7355 or email us at info at com. We're out of time for this first show in January of 2019. Hope you'll make plans to join us again next Saturday morning.
0: you